0: This is the Quicksilence Podcast. Have you ever wanted to meet your favorite professional athlete? Packers stars of yesterday and today, including Devontae Adams, Amon Green, Jair Alexander. Antonio Freeman, Aaron Jones, and Jamal Williams are all available for bookings right now. Mayfield Sports specializes in these special moments between fans and their favorite professional athletes. Head over to mayfieldsportsmarketing.com to see the full list of available athletes to book your favorite professional athlete at your next event. Happy Wednesday, Packers fans. It is the Quick Slants podcast at Game On Wisconsin. I am Jason Perrone of Game On Wisconsin, Pulse of the Pack, the Quick Slants podcast, and Pack-A-Day podcast. What is going on out there? It is midweek. We've got three football games left in this regular season. Seems crazy to think that there's only three weeks left in this season. This 2020 season that has been a it just as wild as advertised in the NFL. A lot of crazy things going on, but what is not crazy is the Packers are right in the thick of a Super Bowl run. They are the number one seed in the NFC by virtue of their victory on Sunday over the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions. little ode to Mike McCarthy there. And thank you, Philadelphia Eagles, for... Allowing the Packers to curb stomp you the week prior and then taking care of business at home against the New Orleans Saints and giving the Packers that one seed back. They now control Green Bay now controls its own destiny for that number one seed by simply winning the rest of their games. They secure home field advantage throughout the entire playoffs. They would host if they're able to get there the NFC Championship game, something that Aaron Rodgers has never had at Lambeau Field during his many years with the team. And he has expressed a strong desire to host an NFC Championship game as well. So this Packers team, they they got it going on, and there's some good things happening right now. So a couple things I want to talk about today. There's been some news this week. we got some running back news. The uh, The Packers play an interesting uh, different different game this coming weekend. It's Saturday, Saturday night. They'll host the Carolina Panthers. We'll talk a little bit about that. But I do want to, I just, I kind of want to start out with this faction of the fan base out there. And and I'll admit I used to be one and I sometimes can still come across as one. Although I think it's for a different reason this season. And it's, it's what I refer to as the yeah, but group of fans. Okay. I'm talking about the, the base, the people out there that after you talk about the Packers winning a game, Aaron Rodgers playing lights out, Devontae Adams with another ten catch game, you know Aaron Jones running for a hundred plus, it's the yeah but, yeah but the defense, yeah but it's just like twenty eleven, you know, great offense and a bad defense. They're they're going to get beat in the playoffs again. Yeah, you know, wait till the playoffs. They'll play good teams and they 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 won't be able to to win. You know, they'll, they'll disappoint us like they do all the time. Fourth and 26, 2014, all that kind of stuff. Look, I get it. And I think some of those thoughts have crossed my mind as well. I mean, the effort to win a Super Bowl in the NFL is a very difficult one. I'm not breaking any news there. It's tough. It's hard. More often than not, you're going to get your heart broken. More often than not, your team's going to go home empty-handed. They're not going to have a trophy in their hands. And you know what? So do 30 other teams besides your team. And obviously, there's one that does go home with the hardware. But when your team doesn't go home with the hardware, it sucks. I get that. It's not fun. The, The yeah, but group is just exhausting. It's absolutely exhausting. You know... In the Slack chat a couple weeks ago, at game on Wisconsin, we've got several different conversations. And one of them is a game day thread. And our overlord, Jake Westendorf, popped in there. It was the, 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 the weekend of the Colts game. And just asked some of us how we enjoy watching football games when we're so defeatist in how we watch it. And it's just we're constantly hedging and and saying, you know, oh, I, I want the Packers to win, but I think this is what's going to happen and I, and I, I kind of get that. I'm kind of like that to an extent. You know, you, you kind of try to anticipate the worst case scenario. So if it happens, you're already kind of prepared for it. But you you do you do steal some joy from yourself. You're kind of a thief of joy when you do that. You know, you really have to enjoy the moment and, and be in it. And I have watched a lot of Packers football. Been watching the Packers since the late 80s. And I've watched some bad teams. I've seen some really good teams. I have seen every which way a Packers team can exit the playoffs: getting blown out, close game, um, you know, other teams just made one more play, bad call by the referees, uh, total meltdown, just you you name it, all kinds of things. Terrible interception. No, the last time the Packers did host the NFC Championship game, Brett Favre was playing in his last game as a Packer and the game ended on an interception, a very ill-advised interception to end that game and give the Giants a chance to go on to the Super Bowl and they would go on to defeat the previously undefeated 18-0 New England Patriots and keep the Patriots from becoming the second team in NFL history to complete a perfect season. You know, I had an interaction with a Lions fan on Twitter who was griping that the no-catch call at the end of the game with Marvin Jones late in Sunday's game would have changed the entire trajectory of the game. There's no call. It would have changed the trajectory. Matt Stafford doesn't get hurt. All kinds of things, you know, all kinds of things would have changed the entire trajectory. And I said, look, it, it was a catch. I think it was a catch. The Lions scored anyway. Lions scored anyway, but then he wants to, you know, move the goalposts and talk about how it changed the time of possession or the you know time of the clock and Stafford gets hurt. And I mean, you know. Oh, you, you mean like how every play turning out differently would have changed the trajectory of a football game? Like of course it would have, you know? You mean if some of those twelve penalties aren't called on the Packers, the Lions don't need to bother throwing deep to Jones because they're already getting blown out. Right? And then on top of that, then a Packers fan follower who is famous for downtrodden takes and the Packers are lucky and we're all stupid because we're just like sheep and, and we just follow our team and support our team and root for the team and we're all ignorant, jumps on this Lions fans back and tells me that I'm ignorant because I assumed that nothing would have changed if Jones gets the catch. I, you know, some things don't need to be said out loud. I think it's pretty obvious. You know, water is wet. Do I really need to say that? The Lions still scored. You know, it did cost some time on the clock. But this thing didn't come down to a Hail Mary. The Packers kneeled it out because Detroit couldn't convert an onside kick. Give me a break. Detroit didn't get it done. They didn't get it done. Uh, once again, Packers win. Too bad. So sad. Move on. Green Bay's 10-3. They're in first place. They've clinched the NFC North division. The Vikings lost to Tampa Bay. So all these teams that have given the Packers trouble in the past, have come to the rescue and are helping them out this season. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers take down the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings can only be a wildcard team because your NFC North Division champions are, once again, your Green Bay Packers. Head coach Matt LaFleur, 2-0 in division title races in his time as the head coach of the Packers. So, here we are. Green Bay is the one seed in mid-December and they control their own destiny. They just need to win out. They don't need help which is a nice place to be because last season they needed help. New Orleans was breathing down their neck and San Francisco was just on a completely different planet. So now they just need to win out and they host the NFC championship. If they get there and they get the only bye week that exists now under the new playoff format, only the one seed gets the bye. So, you know, last year, as good as the season was, the Packers were never in the driver's seat for that one seed. They were good enough to be in the driver's seat, but because San Francisco was so damn good, because New Orleans was so damn good, they Green Bay needed help. They needed help all season long. And then when they lost to San Francisco in the regular season, you knew, you knew it was going to take a monumental effort for Green Bay to get that number one seed. Right? So, you know, this this year, uh, you know, last year they needed Seattle to beat San Francisco in the final game and, and Seattle came up five yards short. Didn't get in the end zone and, and San Francisco's your number one seed. Green Bay almost pulled it off, right? This year, don't need it. Not currently, you know, they leapfrog. The Saints, the Saints lose to the Eagles. Packers beat the Lions. Next week, the Saints are gonna host the Kansas City Chiefs. And if Kansas City wins that game, Drew Brees is supposed to make his return for the Saints. If Kansas City wins, then the Packers only need to win two of their final three games to keep that one seed. I wouldn't recommend it. I'd recommend winning all three and finishing 13-3. and three. Finish strong, get that bye week, and come out and just destroy the hell out of whoever they get in divisional round week. But that one seed is Green Bay's, and if Kansas City takes care of New Orleans next week, Everybody's worried about this game against the Tennessee Titans. Derrick Henry's going to go off for 400 yards and seven touchdowns in one game, and he's going to wreck. He's going to wreck the entire game, and it's going to be over. And I, look, I know they've got Brown, and you know they've got good receivers. Brian Tannehill, can, if he's got time to throw, can be okay. If the Packers can't outscore the Titans... And with everything they have in front of them this season, show up and absolutely make Ryan Tannehill's life miserable that day and will themselves to win a big game. I'm not sure this team is exactly what you want going into the playoffs. So just get that week. They need the week off. Just get some guys healthy, get charged up, get ready to bring a Super Bowl home to Green Bay. That is what's in front of this team right now. The offense has dialed the hell in this season. They can outscore anybody out there, including the Chiefs. You know, yes, they can outscore the Chiefs. Some teams get by on defense, and then they only have to score 20 points to win. The Packers are the opposite here. Their defense doesn't have to be lights out when the offense is churning the way that it is. Devontae Adams, speaking of uh, on another planet, Devontae Adams is on another planet, literally. He's always open. A lot of green grass around him. Just, you know, tons of space. Aaron Jones is still a thing. He's capable of going off at any time. More on Aaron Jones soon. Robert Tunyon is helping us all forget about Jimmy Graham. Not like that was hard. You know, Robert Tunyon has already caught. I mean, forget about more touchdowns than Jimmy Graham. I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy Graham, I think, you know, I, I don't even know if he had double digit touchdown catches in the two years he was total. Robert Tunyon is absolutely killing it at the tight end spot. And Jimmy Graham is, is over there with the uh, con- uh, Super Bowl contender Chicago Bears or, you know, whatever was tweeted out or whatever Graham said about the Bears and the Packers and all that kind of stuff. The defense. The defense is actually not that bad. Opposing offenses. The thing is, is opposing offenses actually, they need more time to score. They're not throwing a bomb and getting in there on a deep ball. They're, they need more time to score. So, and I mean, yes, they're getting into the end zone. But there aren't as many possessions. So you've got, you know, what you have is, is you've got a lot of, the Packers giving up a lot of yards. They're giving up more points than they should. And let's not forget, to how many short fields the defense has been handed because the kick coverage units have been so bad all season long. You know, your defense gets to start off in, in their own 40-yard line, and, and you've got 20 yards of real estate before the other team is already in the red zone. Right? But Green Bay still wins games because they have more points on the board. So the defense is not that bad. They're not great. Yeah, they don't stop the run very well. No, they don't cover the middle of the field very well. Yes, it's an, it's an issue. Yes, those are some things I think are going to hurt this team come playoff time. But they're, they're they're not that bad. Special teams? Okay, now let's get real. You know, I, I give up thinking at these jokers. Um, you know, to borrow <laughs> Gary Ellerson's term, jokers. I, I give up thinking these jokers can put up, put together a complete game without a single gaffe that makes you want to break your TV. Every single week, there's some stupid play that happens. You know, the Packers give up a seventy, what seventy yard seventy-one yard kick return on Sunday. Somehow hold the Lions to a field goal. Right? They keep they keep Detroit out of the end zone, which was is a, you know I'll, I'll call that a win, even though they gave up points. I don't know how many Super Bowl winning teams had the last ranked special teams in the league, but we, we might find out soon. We might find out that it's possible. Uh, if 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 the Packers catch lightning in a bottle on Super Bowl Sunday and just manage not to have not to have special teams gaffes, uh, you know, good luck. <laughs> good luck. If I'm if I'm the Chiefs and it's the Super Bowl, I'm putting Tyreek Hill back there to return every punt and every kickoff just to torture the soul of every Green Bay Packers fan in this world. so But we should be so lucky to have that problem. That means the Packers made the Super Bowl. Okay, back to Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones fired his agent. There was talk about the Packers and Aaron Jones uh, getting an extension done, getting adding some years to his contract. Where there's smoke, there's fire. You don't normally hear about contract talks with the team and a player made public without them actually happening. So everyone was pretty encouraged that Aaron Jones was somehow going to come back. Packers extended David Bakhtiari, Kenny Clark. All right, they're going to keep the nucleus of this team together. Well, Aaron Jones has hired none other than Drew Rosenhaus as his agent. And as soon as that came out, I was chatting with some colleagues of mine and everybody pretty much opined at the same time in unison. Uh, We don't know if Aaron Aaron Jones is going to be back as a Green Bay Packer. We have no idea if if that's the case. But, you know... Aaron Jones, Drew Rosenhaus. Drew Rosenhaus also represented Mike McKenzie, who held out back in 2004, you know, when, when they had Mike McKenzie and Al Harris. McKenzie holds out, wanted a trade, wanted to get a new contract, couldn't get a new contract, and Mike McKenzie eventually ended up getting traded. I think he ended up with the Saints, and I don't know if he was traded to the Saints straight away or if if he ended up in New Orleans after he went somewhere else, but Drew Rosenhaus in the Packers and Drew Rosenhaus in the NFL is, is he's, he's certainly had plenty of uh, plenty of, of instances where he is encouraging players to hold out. And uh, you don't hire Drew Rosenhaus to play nice in the sandbox with your current team. You, dry, you hire Drew Rosenhaus because you want to get paid and you're not messing around. So we'll see what happens there. The Packers drafted A.J. Dillon in the second round of this year's draft. He is finally back, activated off the COVID reserve list. But if you think about it, you've got Jamal Williams, who's also a free agent after this season, and A.J. Dillon, who are both bruising, punishing backs. And then you've got the dynamic, suave Aaron Jones. So now you have two backs that are are more similar. And how is that going to work? What what kind of dynamic is that going to offer to the offense when you lose some of what Aaron Jones does? But as far as Jamal Williams goes, uh, Jimmy Christensen from Game On Wisconsin tweeted that Jamal Williams' agent is in Green Bay, and Jamal does want to retire as a Green Bay Packer, so what could be brewing? Well, his agent's in town, so that, that could mean that the team is interested in bringing Jamal Williams back, and maybe now that... Aaron Jones has hired Drew Rosenhaus, and I'm completely speculating here that they've turned their attention to bringing Jamal Williams back because they don't feel as good about getting Aaron Jones signed to an extension. Jake Wessendorf also made a really good point too. For those of you who are very attached to Aaron Jones and say, pay the man, just pay him. He's really good. You have to be careful what you pay a running back. You can find running backs in a lot of different places. Now, I get that you're not going to find a Zeke Elliott growing off on a, on a tree or an Aaron Jones or a Dalvin Cook. But look what Dalvin Cook just got. He just got a ton of money. The Packers can't afford that. And if the salary cap's going to go down in 2021, it's an even bigger problem. Green Bay can't afford to throw all this money at a running back when they've got other needs on this team. I mean, there's going to be needs everywhere, you know. You get, you know, they're going to have. They have ten draft picks going into this next draft. They're not going to. They're not going to draft ten players. I think they're going to move around, trade, and make some moves. But you put a lot of pressure on your your GM and your front office and your scouts to try and nail it and, and find two or three quality starters in the draft. You're going to probably have to spend some money on a free agent or two. Christian Kirksey has not panned out at inside linebacker. Now fortunately they have Chris Barnes and Kamal Martin who both look good and I think those two guys can be your horses going into next season. But you got it now you got to you you missed on Christian Kirksey. He wasn't he wasn't as good. So now you you've got to either address some depth there. Maybe it's a cornerback, possibly a wide receiver. You know, the Packers have some things that they have to do. It's it's they've got up they've got decisions to make. So they they can't just They can't just throw a ton of money at Aaron Jones as much as he has been so important. And it would seem counterintuitive to let a big part of your offense and a big part of your game plan go. But that's sports, man. That's professional sports. The business side of it is you're going to have to mitigate some losses of of really good players because you can't keep them all. You just can't keep them all. And I don't think the Packers should overpay Aaron Jones. And Drew Rosenhaus is not... Aaron Jones did not hire Drew Rosenhaus to have the Packers draw a line in the sand and say, okay, sounds good. Where do we sign? So I'm not betting on Aaron Jones being back in Green Bay. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So, but go check out that Jamal Williams show at Game On Wisconsin Tuesday night because he was on the on, on the show and his coach Luke Neal was also on talking to Jimmy and Jacob and uh, talked about a little bit about this year and next year as well. So uh, go check that out. we'll see what happens with the running back situation. All I do know is that Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams will be with the Packers through the end of the season. And that goes all the way through the Super Bowl as long as they stay healthy. So let's just, getting back to that enjoy the moment, just ride it. Ride it. Because Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams are under contract and they belong. Their services belong to the Green Bay Packers for the duration of however long the Packers are playing in 2020. So Packers on Saturday night host the Carolina Panthers at Lambeau Field. It's a rare Saturday regular season game for the Packers. They've played plenty of Saturday playoff games regular season-wise, though, not too many. Carolina Panthers head coach Matt Rule says Christian McCaffrey is not likely to play versus the Packers on Saturday. Oh, shuck'ems. Shuck'ems. I was in the house last year for the Carolina game, and the only thing that I worried about it is such a jubilant time in Green Bay. When I'm in Green Bay, it is just such a jubilant time. It's a different energy for me. You know, I'm, I'm a different guy sitting in my living room, typing on my keyboard on Twitter than I am when I'm at the game. Like, you're all in if you're at a, at a game at Lambeau Field. You're all in. I don't care if the Packers are down 10 points with 0.1 second on the clock, and I know it's not basketball. There's no tenths of a second in, in the NFL. But you have to believe that the Packers are going to win. It's just... You're all in at that point. Christian McCaffrey was the only thing I was worried about wrecking that game. And he nearly did nearly snuck in the end zone on the last play of the game. But who he did not. He absolutely did not. So this, it just takes a huge weight off of green Bay's defense. Carolina's going to be without their top offensive weapon. Uh, how many times this season have I said, the Packers cannot afford a brain fart here. Um, this is absolutely one of those games. Cannot afford a brain fart. Because even if you get that one game cushion and the, you know, the Chiefs take care of the New Orleans Saints, well, if you lose to Carolina, now one of those two games that you absolutely have to win is against the Tennessee Titans. And again, I'm not afraid of the Tennessee Titans. I think the Packers have a great chance to beat Tennessee. They should. They'll be favored. Uh, Derrick Henry's going to be a problem. He's a problem for every team, by the way. But now you have to beat the Titans, and then you have to go on the road and beat the Bears. And I don't care what the situation is with the Chicago Bears. Week 17, with a chance to ruin Green Bay's number one seed, the top seed in the NFC, you know, a chance for Matt Nagy to save his job, Mitch Trubisky to, you know, finally beat the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Please, they're going to bring it. So the Packers have a lot lot in front of them. But I mean, look, if Packers lose this game on Saturday, no Christian McCaffrey. I I'm going to be truly exasperated. Like I just don't I don't know how I don't know how you melt down and let that happen. So Packers cannot afford it. Got to bring it, got to win. You know, maybe this is an opportunity to if you get up, get a big lead against Carolina, maybe you can start working on some things on your offense. Tavon Austin work, work him into the offense. Maybe on defense you start tinkering with some different, you know, different substitution groups. I mean at corner it kind of is what it is. You got you gotta hope Jair, Kevin King, and Shannon Sullivan stay healthy and are effective. There's no Raven Green anymore. It's such a huge loss in the middle of that defense. Darnell Savage has really turned up his play. Man, if this is his coming out party and then he's gonna play at a Pro Bowl level for the next six, seven years at safety, sounds good to me. That's that's phenomenal. You know, maybe Darnell Savage ends up being the the guy that mitigates the loss of Raven Green. And those two players are not on the same caliber. I'd take Savage any day. He's a first round pick, but Raven Green did a lot of lunch pail work. He did a lot of dirty work, and he did it really well. So, Packers Panthers on Saturday. Hopefully, the next time we're talking here, we're talking about a Packers victory. And I'm getting ready to take on the vaunted Tennessee Titans at Lambeau Field. The the Tennessee Derrick Henrys, I guess I should call it, since that seems to be the only thing that um, everybody's worried about. But, you know, good point made. Matt LaFleur, former offensive coordinator in Tennessee. Was he welcome back? Did Matt Vrabel want Matt LaFleur to come back? I think Matt LaFleur's got something to prove against Tennessee himself. It's not just Tennessee coming in trying to upset the Packers on the road. It's Matt LaFleur trying to show his old boss, "Yo, should should have found a spot for me. Should have should have given me something because you know, I'm here now and I'm I'm the, I, I just I just beat you. I just knocked you out." So Matt LaFleur is going to have something to say about that as well. And uh you don't want to bet against a guy who has set some new records on a team that is over 100 years old as far as, as being a new head coach. Game on, Wisconsin. Great content. Get over there and check it out. Check out all the great shows. We've got a show on nearly every day of the week. Every day of the week. Open book, Lombardi's Bar later today on Wednesday. We've got the fantasy pregame. You've got the, the, the pre-snap. You're going to have the post route after the, the Carolina game. All the coverage you could possibly want. All the gambling lines, all the fantasy lines, all that kind of stuff. All the great work that all of the girls and guys do over at our site. So everybody, enjoy the rest of your week. It is wintertime. Stay safe, stay warm. And as always, go Pack Go. Rogers fakes the handoff. Quick throw right side. There's Devontae from right to left. Cutting left to the 50, to the 45, 40. Track down from behind.